Thanks for tuning in to Stacker Chats. Stacks is smart contracts for Bitcoin. I'm Gina Abrams, and I'm joined by Muneeb Ali, Stacks founder, with your regular updates. So we've had some exciting announcements lately. You know, most recently, Dan Held joined as a marketing partner. Um, he joins heavy hitters like Aubrey Strobel, um, other folks like Rena Shaw, Manas Mohapatra, and others. And so what does Dan's joining signify to you and what stood out about that announcement? Yeah, I think there was a, a very interesting article in TechCrunch uh, about Dan Held uh, joining Trust Machines. If people haven't checked it out, yeah, you should maybe post a link uh, down below. Uh, I've known Dan for a very long time in the Bitcoin circles. I think both of us started in Bitcoin roughly around 2013. So we go back in the old days. I actually used to, uh, he had a, a price tracking app that I, I used a lot back in the day. And I think that that's how we connected. The Bitcoin circles were pretty small uh, back then as well. I think he's over the years, he's done a great job in growth roles at you know Uber, Kraken and, and a bunch of other places. But he's also built like a personal brand uh, where I think the one quality that Dan has is that he can take like very complicated concepts and simplify them uh, for a large audience, right? Like this is like his, his, his key skill set is mostly on the growth side, but this is something that he's been just been doing on Twitter and LinkedIn and other places that, that has been very, very effective. And over, over the past few years, he's been more and more interested in, uh, you know, DeFi applications around Bitcoin. Like he actually gets his hands dirty, tries out like different types of products and, and then explains, explains them to their audience. Uh, so recently we we, we started uh, to chat and I told him more about, you know, the mission of Trust Machine is to grow the Bitcoin economy and all the different uh, exciting things that, that, that we're building over here. And I think that was a very interesting fit given uh, he's definitely more interested in seeing more development in Bitcoin, more innovation in Bitcoin, more productive use of BTC capital. And, and I think uh, that, was a, that was a very good fit and, and the timing worked out where uh, we, could, we could get him as a marketing partner. And I think that's a, that's a huge hire for us. And obviously it's, uh, it shows the kind of like great team uh, that, that we're building over here. So looking forward to working with Dan, uh, obviously, he's not full time. Uh, you know, he'll be spending some time at other places as well. But we'll be working on uh, figuring out the, the strategy for growth of various applications that we are, are building. But also in general, how do we kind of like expand the Bitcoin economy and, and, and push that forward? Absolutely. Thank you. Now, last Stacker chat, we discussed um, focus areas for stacks as a whole in over the course of 2022 and looking forward. And can you share more details on the focus areas for trust machines for the rest of the year? Yeah, so the, the stacks layer is, uh, you know, Bitcoin has its own kind of like decentralized infrastructure and various entities that focus kind of like just on Bitcoin. And then there are different layers, like Lightning is a Bitcoin layer, Stacks is a Bitcoin layer, RSK is a Bitcoin layer. And, and for, the, for the stacks layer, it's like that's decentralized itself. Right. So there are a bunch of kind of like independent miners, independent companies that are working in it. And Trust Machine happens to be one of them. So at, at Trust Machine, 
our focus is like, you know, building the best Bitcoin applications, growing the Bitcoin economy as much as we can. And we will use like whatever tools make the most sense, right? So if there is a need for really fast payments, we can use Lightning. Uh, if, you know, we want to do something directly with on-chain uh, Bitcoin in a somewhat limited DLC style smart contracts, we would do that, right? But realistically, a lot of these applications actually require fully expressive smart contracts and uh, Stacks is by far the best layer uh, for doing that. Right? Like, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm biased because I worked on the project and try, trying to like get it off the ground. But uh, I, I do think that a lot of developers would agree with the statement that, that right now Stacks is by far the best smart contracts layer and with the best kind of like developer tooling around and, and, and that's 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 how Trust Machine approaches it, right? Like it's a very critical part of the developer stack that we need for building our applications. And so we have a business interest in uh, not only using the stacks layer, but also making sure that if there's some functionality missing in the open source code, uh, and if we can help kind of like, you know, develop that and push it out uh, as open source that other people can also use it, we'll try to contribute to that. So that's that's one thing. Like right now, I think uh, generally speaking, I've identified like three areas uh, in the next six to nine uh, month time period. One is like you know really fast transactions. Uh, a lot of applications need that. Our our trust the applications that the trust machine is building absolutely need that. The work is already happening uh, uh, at Hero Systems, other other places, and we would try to contribute to that. The second thing is. Uh, non-custodial BTC, like what's the most secure way of uh, kind of like moving Bitcoin, the peg in and out of the of the stacks layer. Obviously, you know, there are many applications like Zest who can just use BTC while BTC remains on the, on the Bitcoin chain. Like that's a different concept. Uh, only the stacks layer can enable it because of the way it's, it's designed. But for certain use cases, you would want to peg in BTC and then peg it out later, right? And, and if you can do it in a very trustless manner, uh, like that's that's a very, very key unlock. And it also kind of like solves the Bitcoin right problem that we have discussed uh, many times before. So that's, that's, again, it's in our business interest to see a very solid solution to that. So Trust Machines is, is focusing on it. And finally, I think uh, there's one unique and new thing that we feel the need for, and so far it wasn't happening in the in the Stacks ecosystem, and which is EVM compatibility. Uh, we, we think that there are certain applications where uh, it makes sense to build them in an EVM compatible fashion, right? And that functionality doesn't exist in the Stacks layer right now. And, uh, and it's again, it's in our business interest to try and build it out and, and because our, our applications need it. So that, that work, I think, is still a little bit far ahead. Uh, we are actively hiring on the EVM team at Trust Machines. So if this is something that is that you're interested in, uh, if you have any experience working uh, with virtual machines or specifically the EVM, and you want to bring it to the Bitcoin ecosystem, uh, we are actively hiring and building up that team in the, the coming quarter or so. So that, those are the three things on the infrastructure side, uh, fast transactions, non-custodial BDC, and then EVM compatibility. And, and for some of this work, like this is more like open source development and other, other players are kind of like contributing as well along with, uh, with trust machines. And then there are our applications that, that we are focusing on and that's kind of like the main area, right? The infrastructure is almost like a necessity that if the apps need something, 
that's not currently there in the infrastructure, we will just go ahead and, and, and try to build it and release that as open source. Great, thank you. Now, you've been highlighting the growth of Bitcoin layers for some time now, and Namecoin is actually one of the first Bitcoin layers. It also had sort of a separate incentive mechanism for miners. Can you unpack the sort of historical significance of Namecoin and how the network incentives there um, are similar or different to proof of transfer consensus? Yeah, so I think this is this is something that you know I brought up earlier as well. That there was definitely was a different type of a Bitcoin builders culture uh, before before 2017, right? Going all the way back back to Satoshi. Uh, so Namecoin is a classic example of that, right? Like the, I think some of the ideas behind Namecoin might have been discussed like as early as like 2010, and uh, I think in early 2011 or so, uh, Namecoin launched, right? So Satoshi definitely contributed ideas. And I think I've definitely heard in the circles that Satoshi might have contributed code uh, to Namecoin as well, might have been mining Namecoin uh, initially. Uh, obviously, these things are not confirmed or hard to confirm. All we have is kind of like the public discussions where Satoshi was supportive of it and was contributing ideas to uh, something like Namecoin and it inspired a lot of developers to actually go and build that. And Satoshi was definitely supportive of Bitcoin layers. And, and in fact, saw them as a way to build all sorts of new features around Bitcoin, right? So there's a famous code that actually uh, got inscribed in the uh, first block of the stacks layer, right? So it's, it's basically uh, coming back full circle uh, that, you know, the, some of the work that we are doing is actually very much in line with the type of broader Bitcoin ecosystem architecture that that's what she had in mind. So, so Namecoin is, I think, very significant in that way that it was the, the first Bitcoin layer. It used merge mining, uh, which is something that RSK uses uh, today as well, uh, different from kind of like the PUX style algorithm that, that Stacks uses, that the, the Stacks layer uses. And uh, Namecoin had like some really interesting lessons as well. Like for example, Namecoin had its own uh, own token for incentives for mining, right? So there, there are usually two components to mining incentives. One is the uh, almost like the block subsidy, uh, which is the newly minted coins that are available. And then there are the transaction fees. And, all, and most of the, the chains when they launch, they basically the transaction fees are, are very small and you can almost like ignore them, right? So, so the mining incentives are primarily driven uh, by the newly minted uh, tokens over there, which is by the way, how even Bitcoin functions even today, like even more than 10 years after launch, the, the transaction fees are a very, very small portion of the mining incentives uh, that are out there. So uh, Namecoin, like uh, it, it actually, you know, uh, got some traction in the early days, wasn't really sustainable over, over the long term for various reasons, we, we don't need to get into that. But I think the, the important point there is that Satoshi realized the power of incentives and was totally comfortable with uh, having another asset like Namecoin that is securing the Namecoin layer because it just makes logical, rational sense to do that. And I feel like uh, after kind of like 2017, uh, there has been certain uh, uh, folks or certain part of the Bitcoin ecosystem that have become... Uh, almost like a bit more close-minded uh, for these ideas uh, because all these Bitcoin layers are really good for Bitcoin, right? Like if there's more experimentation happening, 
that is not requiring any changes to the Bitcoin base layer. And people are trying out their ideas. More developers are coming to the Bitcoin ecosystem and, and more applications are, are getting built. That is generally a very, very healthy sign. In fact, that's probably the biggest criticism of Bitcoin that you would hear uh, from outside circles. Like if you would go and talk to developers who uh, decided to you know, go and build in the Ethereum ecosystem or some other ecosystem and you ask them, hey, why aren't you building a Bitcoin? Uh, you, they'll basically say that, hey, there, aren't, there isn't a lot of support for developers or you know, uh, building new things or, or innovating new things is kind of like looked down upon. Or, or they would rightly uh, point out that even the state of Bitcoin tooling isn't that great. And that's the direct function of like how many developers are in the broader ecosystem. Because the more developers there are, they're going to build open source software, build better dev tooling, like the work like you know Hero Systems is doing. It's 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 benefiting a lot of other developers because you have to improve the state of the developer tools in the ecosystem uh, to attract more developers, to grow the economy, and and really grow the the, the Bitcoin economy. So I would say that uh, this idea of Bitcoin layers are good for Bitcoin. Bitcoin layers are actually really important if you want to grow the Bitcoin economy is something that a lot of people can get behind. But uh, at least in the past years, I think this message has gotten lost a little bit. And now we're we are seeing, uh, seeing a very strong revival actually of the, of the Bitcoin uh, builders culture. Well, great. Thank you so much. Um, and thanks everyone for tuning into Stacker Chats. Please make sure to like this video and subscribe for more content like this. And let us know if you have any questions for future chats, either in the comments below or on Twitter. And we'll see everyone soon. Thanks, Vinny, for being here. Thank you. Thank you.